Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development program that changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to message number three in this series, Mystery Babylon. And I hope you're already beginning to get some hint of the value that's going to be brought to you in this series. Let me say something that I said last time. I'm going to say this many, many times. First of all, anything that we really need to know, the Bible is going to make it very, very clear to us. There's not going to be anything anything hidden. God, God wants the Bible to be a revelation to us, uh, not uh, a concealing or not something that makes it hard to discover. But let me say this. There are levels of how we learn the Word of God and, and how we uh, develop it into deeper aspects of our life. And so uh, there are the things that you just get just from reading almost any translation of the Bible and praying and keeping your heart open to God. And if you're committed to being a disciple, uh, then, then you're always going to get it. But there are many, many ways that the Word of God itself tells us how that we can go deeper into the Word and it doesn't show us things that can't be seen uh, by the obvious uh, written, revealed Word of God, but it helps us understand it on deeper, more powerful levels. So uh, in this, in the video series of this, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking you a little deeper than you would normally go just by, just by reading the Word and praying, but uh, I, I still want you to read the Word and pray for yourself make sure you're getting this, because really the goal is always application. When your study of the Word is not about application, then the real truth is you're pretty much wasting your time, uh, because gathering information is no benefit in the kingdom of God. Uh, it's gathering information that you trust, and you trust it to the degree that you're going to take it into your heart, and it's going to become your reality, and that, and that, that faith is going to always produce corresponding actions. If you're not committed to a corresponding action, then the real truth is you're you're operating in what the Bible calls dead faith. And then the other thing that I've said that I'm going to say this all the way through, do, do not ever be deceived into thinking that you can accidentally receive the mark of the beast. And, uh, you know, we know, I saw, I saw one of the, uh, 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 I don't know what you'd call them, one of the top administrative people in the Pfizer organization, I saw and heard with my own ears him talking about putting chips in their drugs uh, so that they could track people, so they could control people, so they could control people's uh, that, uh, uh, whether or not they're getting the right vaccinations and all this kind of stuff. So, so, but, so people freak out. They think, oh, man, you know, I'm not, I might get the mark of the beast and don't know it. No, the mark of the beast is only something you can get by choice. And to receive the mark of the beast, 
you will have to abandon your loyalty to Jesus as Lord, uh, which is really foreign to most Christians in the world, and you have to really surrender to the state as Lord, and uh, eventually you will have to surrender to the Antichrist personally as Lord. But uh, but you can't do that accidentally. That has to be a choice. Well, one of the things you do have to realize, though, where the deceit comes in is uh, what comes in through Mystery Babylon. And this is why this series is so important. This series is going to give you the tools to guard your heart so that you do not slip into deceit. Uh, because the way this deceit works is it works like a mystery, and we're going to explain that to you today in this message, because we're talking today about the mystery revealed. And so in Revelation 17, 5, it says on the forehead of this, of this harlot that is riding this beast, the name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Now, last, last week, if you, and if you haven't listened to the last couple of weeks, go back and listen to them. You're there for free on my website, impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com. And we have over 2,000 videos for free that you can go there and watch about almost any Bible subject you can imagine. But, uh, you know, last, last week we, we talked about this whole period of deception with, with all the governmental uh, world leaders. Are not, I'm sure there's some that, that are going to exempt themselves. There's going to be some leaders that are not going to bow their knee to, uh, to uh, Mystery Babylon. Uh, and uh, uh, and how that uh, once once the leaders of countries are seduced and and Mystery Babylon becomes the source of how they control their nation, then they want to seduce the people into drinking the blood of her cup, which is which is like taking communion with her and become one with her. And, and that's where the deception comes in. We start changing our values. We start changing our ideals of justice. We start changing our values of morality. And, and you've got to admit, America is, man, I'm telling you, we are light years down that path compared to where we were just 20 or 30 years ago. And uh, it, we're, we're like the frog in the pot. You know, You know the saying, you put a frog in a pot, and, and slowly turn the temperature up, and the frog will not jump out of the pot. Now, if you were to turn it up really, really fast, he's going to jump out. But if you turn it slow, he's just going to sit there until he is cooked alive. And that's the way this situation works. And that's why so many people are going to be deceived. That's why there's going to be a great falling away, a great apostasy, uh, just before the Antichrist, the man of iniquity, uh, is revealed now. So on on the head of this harlot, you have this mystery Babylon, great mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. I find it really interesting that the mark of the beast is either going to be, I think it was on the right hand and and the forehead. I find that interesting that these two correlate uh, with the mystery Babylon and with the mark of the beast that will be coming later. Now. Each one of these words has a very, very significant meaning. I'm going to take you as far as I can in this today, 
And then, of course, we, you know, we've got our audio version of this. If you want to go take a deep dive into the details and, and what all the details mean, you can do that. But anyhow, so the first word that we want to look at is the, is the word mystery. Now, a mystery is very obviously something that is undisclosed, or at least up until this point where you're reading it in the Bible and finding out what the mystery is. Is is undis, undisclosed. It's, it's not understood uh, by anyone except those who become initiated in whatever club or organization uh, holds the mystery. But a mystery is undisclosed. It's something that is difficult and sometimes even impossible to understand or explain unless you go through the initiation phase. Now, the truth of a mystery. Uh, unfolds one stage or one degree at a time. And as you know, there are all types of secret organizations in America, probably far more than the average American is aware of. And one of the things we do know is that many, many, many of our uh, leaders, of our national leaders, and, and the power brokers behind the scenes are members participants of these mystery organizations, and all of them have their root in Mystery Babylon. And you'll see that as, as this material uh, unfolds to you. And so th this means that they have already been initiated. Mo most of our leaders and many, many, many of the citizens have all been uh, uh, initiated on some level to take communion with this great whore. Because uh, uh, taking communion, you know, she's got a communion cup she, and got the blood in it. The difference is when we take communion, we take the blood of Jesus and we enter into agreement with or we become one with what we have through Jesus, through his flesh and through his blood, his death, burial, resurrection. And this is, this is how we wrap our lives around him become one with him, and then we participate in everything that he has provided through his death, burial, and resurrection. But in the world system, and Mystery Babylon is the world's system. The world system is a mystery. It's referred to as the mystery of iniquity. And of course, it's the, the world, the concept of the world system is referred to over and over and over again. But, uh, but when you get initiated into, into whether it's the kingdom of God or whether it's Mystery Babylon, then you, at that first level of initiation, you begin to have the ability to understand and perceive things that up until that point, you were not able to see. And so, and organizations, particularly secret organizations, particularly corrupt organizations, uh, you are only eligible to move to the next degree or the next step of initiation when you have mastered and become fully committed to uh, whatever level that you are working on now, because they do not want you to move forward until you have mastered and become fully convinced of the current level uh, where you're functioning. Now, the uh, the world's system, like I said, is a mystery. It's called the mystery of iniquity. And uh, the 
in the world system, these degrees of initiation will ensure that you have been fully brainwashed. You have been fully seduced before they reveal the deeper purposes of, of the mystery, the deeper purposes of their, of their secret organization. Now, the initiate, the person who becomes a part of, of uh, any of these uh, Luciferian-based organizations, they are promised that they are going to discover the secrets of the, the universe. And you know what? They probably are going to learn many things that help them function more effectively in life. It, it connects them to other people to help them live their dreams and live their goals. Um, but, but the big promise only comes when you have gone through all of the levels of initiation that they want you to go through. At that final level, they're going to reveal the truth to you, the ultimate truth of, of what they believe. Now, one of the things that I have found the years of doing research, interviewing people who have been a part of secret organizations, is that there's usually always a higher level in these secret organizations than they tell you that, that there is. And those ultimate higher levels are reserved for the people who become completely uh, committed to the goals uh, of, of that organization. So when you reach these ultimate high levels, you, you find out what, uh, what they've been holding from you and the promise that, that they've been making to you all along. And the problem is when you reach that level, you have been so brainwashed, you've been so seduced, you have, you have proven your loyalty at every level. So by the time you get to this highest level, it is highly unlikely that you're ever going to get out of the level of deception that you're in. Let me give you, let me give you an example. You know, in the, in the satanic church, there are levels that you go through of understanding what it's, what it's really about. And, uh, you know, in the earliest levels, you're just, I'm joining this organization because we're going to get drunk. We're going to party all the time. This is going to be about sex and orgies and, and hell is going to be about sex and orgies and all that kind of stuff. And then as some, uh, somewhere along the way, you're going to come to believe that you can be a part of something that's going to overthrow this controlling God that's, that's holding you back from all of your dreams, all that kind of stuff. But when you get to the highest levels of Satanism, you, by that time you are, you are sold out to this. The one big surprise that you come to realize is they, the highest levels of Satanism, they understand that they are never going to actually overthrow God. They understand and realize that they have already been defeated through the resurrection of Jesus. That, you know, and as far as they're concerned, that they, they don't believe there is any deliverance from, from what they're in. And so, so they realize that the only thing that they can do, if, they, if they're going to have this war against God, uh, the only way they can hurt God is to hurt what God loves, which is the human race. And so, so their goal becomes to deceive and seduce and draw human beings into the same kind of wickedness that, that they're in. 
but it always turns out that the promise is is not really what it was in any of these organizations. The promise is never, ever, ever what they have told you that's going to be. Now, the kingdom of God is a mystery, and the kingdom of God, and by the way, so Mystery Babylon operates on all these principles of, of seduction, of lies, of deceit, and as we learned last week, the goal is to get you drunk on, on the promises, the, the seductive lying promises of the world system that is all built around greed. It's all based on the economy, and it, and it puts you diametrically opposed to God. You know, Jesus himself said that as a disciple, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else is going to be added to you. Well, they are going to teach you, uh, the world system is going to teach you that you're a chump, you're a fool if you seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. You need to get all you can get for you and for yours, and you need to get all the gratification that you can get because God's just going to hold that back from you and keep you from having it. Well, the kingdom of God, by the way, is referred to as a mystery, and uh the mystery of the kingdom of God, though, is not hard to understand. It is not, it's not hidden. It's, it's laid out plainly in the scriptures, um, and we become capable of perceiving the mystery of the kingdom uh, based on uh, our commitment to the lordship of Jesus, based on uh, how, how we uh, give ourselves to the teachings of Jesus and live our life and influence the world based on the purposes and the cause of God. And when God called the children of Israel out of Egypt and coming out of Egypt is a type of coming out of the world system. In fact, it is a type of coming out of mystery Babylon. And, and so he declared to the children of Israel, he said, I, you know, I am holy. And this is the theme of the book of Leviticus. I'm holy so you be holy. Now, religion and all religion is under the influence of Mystery Babylon. Uh, so, it, you know, this is not just the world system isn't just the secular world. It's a religious world and the secular world, because as believers, we're not we're not supposed to be religious. We're not supposed to be caught up in, you know, in uh, the fake spirituality of, of the religious world. But uh, uh but because of Mystery Babylon's influence on religion, the honest truth is there's there's not a, a 21st century uh, Christian organization that is not heavily influenced by Mystery Babylon, and many uh, have replaced the doctrines uh, of the Bible with the doctrines of mystery Babylon. They sat, we, they use Bible words, Bible terminology, but, but they're all about something other than what the Bible's about. So anyhow, the word holy is not what religion has said it is. It's not just being uptight and stiff and hard to get along with and judgmental and critical and all those kinds of things. The word holy, as much as anything, means to, to be uncommon, to be set apart from that which is common and to be, you know, to be set apart for a unique purpose. So stop and think about it. Children of Israel 
they've been they, they have been in a pagan world under totally under the domination of mystery babylon for 400 years and so god is basically saying now look uh there's going to be sim there's going to be similarities that on the outside look like you're doing the same thing the pagans are but i'm holy and you've got to be holy i'm not common which means i don't do things for the same reasons that everybody else does things for example you know it's like it's almost like he's saying look the pagans are going to have sacrifices and you're going to have sacrifices but what they believe about their sacrifices and what I want you to believe about your sacrifices are totally, totally different. And, uh, and, and if you ever start thinking that your sacrifices are to earn you something or to purchase my favor or that kind of thing, then you, you will not even be in the ballpark about this, about this mystery of the, of the kingdom that we're creating here. And so, and he says, now that they've got priest and you've got priest, but their priest uh, hold people captive in bondage and in fear. Our priests are supposed to be mediators to help you connect with God, your father, and, uh, and experience him as he really is. You know, interesting thing with the sacrifices, all of the sacrifices were supposed to be done by faith. They were never supposed to be done as a means to get God to respond to you. They were always supposed to be done because you were responding to some kind of a promise. You know, God said, when you, you know, when you bring this, this sin offering, then you're going to meet with me with the confidence that I'm going to forgive your sins. And of course, the ultimate fulfillment of all those sacrifices was, in fact, fulfilled in Jesus. And uh, so, so if we don't understand the sacrifices, which very few people, Christians do, then we don't understand what Jesus really did through, his, through the death, burial, and resurrection. So, you know, it's interesting. See, one of the reasons Israel never fulfilled the call that God had on their lives is because they always had a slave mentality. They saw themselves as slaves because in Egypt, you related to the gods. Basically, you, you brought sacrifices for the priest, you know, to the temple, uh, and and you brought all these sacrifices to try to appease the gods so they wouldn't kill you, so they wouldn't hurt you. So the sacrifices were all about buying favors from God. Well, that's what most people think they're doing when they pray, when they tithe, when they go to church, when they do acts of kindness. I, I'm just telling you, most people think that they're paying, that they're paying God not to hurt them, not to kill them, not to be mean to them. And so in their heart, they can never experience the benefits that God is offering because, because if it's not in your heart, if what's in your heart does not align with who God is and the real truth is, you can't experience God. You're, there's no faith in it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, you know, and so well, you, you know, they've got temples. You're going to have a temple. Uh, you start out with a tabernacle. It's going to become a temple. They have altars. You're going to have altars. So there are all of these similarities. But the one thing that the Bible constantly points out is the difference has to be in your heart. 
it can't just be in your in your external services and your external deeds. So uh, you'll never know those things that are so similar uh, for you know the same reason. Or excuse me, you'll never do those things uh, that are similar for the same reasons that they do them. So you know, you know just stop thinking about it. number one. What's in your heart? When you're, when you're doing anything for people, anything for God, what's in your heart? What is your real reason for doing it? Is it based on faith? Well, faith has been so perverted. Faith is not what you do to try to get God to respond to you. Faith is where God has made you a promise. He has said something. You say, you know what? That's true. I choose to align my motives. I choose to align my, my intentions with uh, with God's intentions and with with God's motive. Otherwise, it's not in faith. If you're trying to do something to get God to respond to you, you're in what the Bible calls dead works. You're, you're not in faith. Uh, you're not trying to earn any benefits. You're not trying to bribe God into treating you better. Uh, so in the kingdom of God, one of the things that's so interesting is God always tells you the ultimate goal and the ultimate purpose of the mystery. And it's, it's amazing all the things that are laid out in the Bible about the mystery of the kingdom and kingdom living and the type of attitudes that we need to have. And, and, and you know, the Bible tells you, you know, that in this life, we experience the kingdom of God uh, as righteousness, peace, and joy in our heart. And so, and, and then ultimately, we will then, at, at the return of Jesus, we will return with him. We will rule and reign with him in the millennium for a thousand years, and we will experience the kingdom of God here on earth. And then ultimately, we will experience the heavenly Jerusalem, the, uh, the heavenly kingdom of God, where we will be with him eternally. Now, John 3, 3 is I always used this as an example. See, we unscripturally equate getting born again as entering into the kingdom. But John 3, 3 says that when you're born of the Spirit, that you can see or perceive that there is a kingdom. And so getting born again is the initiation that says, all right, uh, uh, now you can realize that there's more, and I'm going to give you the path. And Jesus' teaching, which is almost always about the kingdom, tells us the attitudes that we should have, not to get born again, not to get our sins recovered, but tell us the attitudes that, that we should have, how we should treat people uh, in order to be holy, in order to be in harmony with God, and be able to uh, express and demonstrate God to the world. And so uh, God has called us to live in the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And uh, in the kingdom of God, we experience the lordship of Jesus with righteousness, peace, and joy in our heart. Uh, in the kingdom of heaven, we experience the resources of heaven and have the best quality of life possible. So Mystery Babylon is offering you a substitute, and the concept of a substitute is always the same as the concept of an antichrist. Listen, share this with your friends. Be back with me next week. We're going to go deeper, and I'm going to give you more and more tools for your life. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. 
If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website from previous broadcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.